This is the American Association of Orthodontists, the Business of Orthodontics podcast, episode 17. Welcome. I'm Pam Paladin, and today's episode is a three-parter. We'll hear about two upcoming meetings, the AAO 2017 Annual Session and the AAO 2017 Winter Conference. But up first is a short segment, some news that you can use from the AAO. And I'm joined for this segment by Kevin Dillard, who is in studio with me. Kevin is the AAO's general counsel. Kevin, our members may encounter non-orthodontists, who are advertising as orthodontists, what do they do about it? Well, unfortunately, that's not an uncommon scenario, Pam. A uh, couple of things. Um, really, if, if, they know, if, they, if they know for sure that somebody is not an orthodontist and they are using the word orthodontist or specialist in orthodontics or orthodontist in their advertising or title and such, uh, really the best thing they can do probably is go straight to the dental board and lodge a complaint with the dental board saying that uh, this person is is uh, misleading in their advertising or they're fraudulently advertising. States call it a little bit different thing. But bottom line, if somebody's not an orthodontist, they can't say that they are. So they don't need to call the AAO, they just call their state board? If, if, the, if the orthodontist is using the AAO logo, uh, which, is a, which is another uh, issue, if they're using the AAO logo and they're not a member, and this would actually go for an orthodontist who isn't a member of the AAO using the AAO logo, uh, then they should call us, and we will take it from that perspective because the AO's trademark, that uh, the, the AO logo, the My Life, My Smile, My Orthodontist, that is the AO's intellectual property. It's the intellectual property of collectively the members via the association. And if we don't proactively, uh, to the extent that we can, take action to protect that trademark over time, that those rights can erode. So rest assured, if somebody's using that uh, trademarked um, logo inappropriately, or even if they're not using the logo and just saying in text, they're members of the AO, um, let us know and we will send them uh, cease and desist and, and do everything we can to stop that practice from happening. But back to our original question, if it's, if it's a non-orthodontist and they're advertising as an orthodontist, that is a state board issue. It is a state board issue. That well, it's the ultimate governing body for that, for that decision. You know, Kevin, state dental boards have been in the news uh, a fair amount lately. Is it, uh, is it the purview of a state dental board to give advice on business practices or, or treatment models? Typically they won't. Um, and they'll, they'll usually refuse. If, if the question is, you know, I, I, there's something new in my state or there's a new practice model or something like that, or, or does this particular practice meet the standard of care, whatever that practice may be, usually the state dental boards fielding those questions will say, sorry, we cannot give you what is called an advisory opinion on that. Uh, we have to wait until there is a complaint lodged against a practitioner over which we have jurisdiction, a dentist, orthodontist in the state, and then we will adjudicate that or judge it on a case-by-case basis. So, you know, that, that begs the question, and if a company comes to you and says, or if any a vendor of company, anything, comes to you and says, hey, we know we're new, but look, we've already been approved by your state dental board. I would approach that with great caution, and I would ask for documentation from that company or vendor, whoever it might be, saying, I want to see in writing if you've been approved by the state dental board. That, that, should, that could be a red flag. Sometimes uh, there are non-AAO members who use materials that are created and copyrighted by AAO. If an AAO member is aware of something like this, uh, what's the appropriate thing for them to do? Call us. Again, any of our copyrighted material, even down to our uh, legal summaries, uh, the National Orthodontic Healthcare Month posters, the logo is one part of it we talked about, but uh, you know any of the public relations, especially our ads through the Consumer Awareness Program. Uh, web ads, customized ads, anything like that. It's not hard in this day and age to download something and, and put it into Photoshop and make it look like it's your own material. And if it's if in fact somebody's doing that and they're not uh, doing it in accordance with our own licensing agreement with members, then that's a violation of our trademark rights and, and we will take steps to stop that. And that's our short segment with Kevin Dillard, AAO's General Counsel. Thanks, Kevin, for sharing your advice. Always great to be here, Pam. Dr. Greg Jorgensen from Rio Rancho, New Mexico, is our guest on this segment of the Business of Orthodontics podcast. He is the general chair of the 2017 AAO Winter Conference and joins us via Skype to fill us in about this educational opportunity. Welcome, Dr. Jorgensen. 
Thank you, Pam. It's uh, great to be with you today, all the way from Rio Rancho. We love having you here. Thank you. What is the theme of the 2017 Winter Conference? The uh, official theme is technology, balancing profit, lifestyle, and patient care. Wow. Why was that chosen? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because every time we go to a big meeting, like the AAO annual session, we as doctors walk through the exhibit hall and we are just bombarded on the left side and the right side by all the vendors who are selling the latest, newest gadgets. And I mean, as orthodontists, we love gadgets. We like to have the newest and the coolest and the, <laughs> unfortunately, it seems like the most expensive things that are out there. And, you know, you see the young doctors walk through there and they all are told that if you don't have this, you won't be able to compete. You're not going to be able to do the things you need to do and attract patients without this piece of technology. And then you look around the room and you see all the older doctors who are just getting ready to retire, and they're being told, doctor, if you don't have this technology in your practice, you won't be able to sell your practice. So you're, you get, you've got doctors all over uh, the country and in all stages of practice who are wondering, what technology is really important, what, what, what is essential for me to have in my practice, and uh, what should I be considering as I'm getting started in practice, what should I be considering before I try to sell my practice. That's kind of, that's kind of where we came from. And it's interesting, as we started talking as a group, and, and, and our committee is made up of uh, Dr. Dwayne McCamish, who is the president of the AAO right now, uh, Dr. Doug DePew, and Dr. Alan Curtis and myself, and as we started talking about technology, one of the things we thought about was that if we're evaluating a piece of technology, we, we ask ourselves three things. If we buy this piece of te technology, is it going to make us more money, number one? Or is it going to make our, life, uh, our lifestyles easier, number two? Or is it going to make treatment better for our patients? Are we going to be able to do better patient care? So we started thinking about it. Well, there's some things that I don't care how much it costs. If it makes my life easier, I'll pay it. We started thinking about other things. We said, you know what, it's, a, it's extra work, and I don't know if it gives that much better patient care, but, man, it brings in a lot more profit to the practice. And as we started talking back and forth, we came to the realization that in order for us to have, uh, want to purchase something and to make it worthwhile, we need to make sure that it, there's kind of a balance there, that it makes us some money, makes our lives easier, and it's also beneficial to the patients. Seems like orthodontists, though, have really been at the forefront of technology, at least in the years that I've been here at AAO. All the cool stuff that, that uh, is out uh, you know, in the marketplace these days, orthodontists have embraced and, and used it for the betterment of, of everything. The patients are getting great care, and uh, you're getting a better lifestyle. That's true in most cases, and I think that uh, you know, that's the dream. The dream is, is that you walk into the exhibit hall, you see a new product, you hear about a new product, you buy it, and it makes you more money, makes your life easier, and the patients get better care. What we're going to do in this meeting is we brainstormed the, the, the most important things about technology that we could think of in the year 2016, 2017, and um, we want to explore those things and, and ask the questions. You know, what are the newest things in, in uh, computer hardware? And um, are those things that important for us as far as providing care and stuff, or can we, can we go for a while longer with what we have? We are going to be talking about the basics of computer hardware, simple things like backup strategies, and something very important, and that is there's a, there's a lot going on in the world as far as data breaches. I mean, almost every day you hear about somebody whose email gets hacked or someone who gets uh, uh, some ransomware that they download on their computer that locks up all their files. We have Steve McAvoy, who is an expert on that, uh, on all those topics, who's going to be talking to us about that. We're going to be having a whole segment on the Internet, uh, talking about uh, websites, talking about social media, talking about Internet marketing, all those things that are essential in the year 2017, 2016, 2017. Whereas maybe a decade ago, we wouldn't have even thought about advertising we need to know about that now because that's how patients are finding us in a lot of time and a lot of areas. Technology for the uh, modern orthodontic office. Uh, one of our favorite speakers that we have at the AAO is Aaron Molin. Aaron is he is really good at reaching outside of the orthodontic world to find cool technology and bring it into the orthodontic office. 
Every time he speaks at the AEO, he fills the room, and, and we're glad to have him as part of the meeting. He's going to be doing it coming from a different angle, though, and that is this technology that's all out there. Yeah, it's cool, but is it going to make life better? Is it going to make patient care better? All that. Uh, we have Ed Lynn and Christian Groth who are going to be speaking to us about CBCT scanners and 3D printing. I don't think there's anything that's uh, more popular, I, I guess I, I would say, in uh, technology circles and when you're going through the exhibit hall, when you're going to lectures and things. Everyone's talking about scanners. How accurate are they? How fast are they? How much do they cost? 3D printing is a, is a big deal now. A lot of people are sending out models to be printed, but the print cost of printers are coming down. Dr. Lynn and Dr. Groth are going to be talking about, is this time to buy? And if you do, what are the things you should be looking at? There's more to buying a scanner than just looking at the price tag. There are maintenance fees. There are support fees. There are pieces and parts, and, and as especially with 3D printing, there's all kinds of supplies you have to buy. They're going to be exploring all of that so that as we start looking at that for our offices, we'll say, is this something we're ready to do now? Is this something that will make us money? Is this something that will cost us money? And then part of the program that I'm, I'm really excited about, we have Charles Loretto from Kane Waters and Associates, and we have Chris Benson from Chris Benson and Associates, who are going to be talking to us about the return on investment of, these, uh, of the new technology that we're discussing. Charles Loretto at, at Kane Waters, they have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of doctors. If you, if you count orthodontists and dent, on the dental side, they have over 1,000 doctors that they're able to look at the numbers on a weekly and monthly basis and see what's happening. When, when a doctor pulls a piece of, of technology into the office and starts using it, what does it do to their numbers? There's a certain amount of money that they're paying out to have that technology. Is it making them money? Is it costing them money? And Mr. Loretto, has, he has gone out and he's actually surveyed doctors that he works with to find out what's really happening. And then, doctor, uh, and then uh, Chris Benson as you know, one of his specialties is uh, buying and, and selling practices. And he's going to address what we talked about a little earlier, and that is as a doctor gets into practice, if he's looking to buy a practice, how important is it that that practice have technology? Um, how important is it that the new doctor have it right out, of the, you know, right out of his residency? And then he'll be talking to older doctors who are thinking of selling. Does it really make sense to invest a lot of money right before you sell uh, to make your practice higher tech. And so those are some really good things. And then l looking over all of those topics and kind of looking into to the, the whole theme of technology and how our industry is changing is our keynote speaker. Uh, Mr. Jack Shaw is, I think his official title is, is a, he's a futurist. He, uh, he's not an orthodontist, but one of his specialties is to look at industries from the outside see where they've been, where they're at, and try to identify trends going forward. He can, he can see things that have happened in, in, in other fields, and he can project them into fields like orthodontics and dentistry and, and medicine and that. One of the neat things that Jack has done is he came into this uh, knowing a lot about trends but not knowing a lot about orthodontics. And so over the course of the last six to nine months, He's been studying it. He's been going out into, dental, into orthodontic offices. He's been talking to vendors. He's been talking to different people to see what's happening. And then from an outsider's point of view, he's, gonna, he's going to come in and talk to us about what we can expect over the next decade. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say because, you know, a lot of the things that are happening in orthodontics are very similar to what happened in other industries. Look what happened uh, in the taxi industry with Uber. Uber came in. Taxi unions have gone out of business. It's, it's incredible how fast something can turn around. So those are, those are some of the topics. I think it's going to be a great meeting. I'm looking forward to it myself. I have to admit I was kind of selfish. These are the topics I want to hear about. These are the things that are important to me. I think I'm right in the middle of my uh, career, and I want to know all about this stuff. I want to know, is it, is it worth the money? If I buy it, what can I expect? And um, I think that this, this conference more than any of the others that I have ever uh, attended, will answer questions about affordability and profit that we haven't really addressed in some of the other meetings. This sounds like a very exciting conference to attend, and not just for anyone in one given portion of their career. This is for, for everybody, beginning career, mid-career, and a more mature practice career. 
I, I think that it is, it's extremely important. We thought about that. We thought, you know, if you, if you do a conference from one point of view, you'll attract all, all, of, uh, all of us older guys. If you do it from, for this, the young uh, residents that come out, the old ones won't want to. But, you know, this is important to everybody because, like I said, the new guys think, man, if I don't get this, I can't compete. And the, uh, the older doctors think, if I don't get this, I can't sell. And then those of us in the middle are thinking, you know what, I'm working hard. Can I, get, can I invest in something that's going to make it so that I can make the money I'm making now and maybe have a little bit uh, better lifestyle? Those are all questions that we're addressing, and, and that those are the instructions given to every speaker was, yeah, show us the cool stuff, but show us how it's going to affect our lives. How is it going to affect our pocketbook? How is it going to affect our patient care? And how is it going to affect the amount of time that we spend on the computer, that we spend at the office, that we spend working at home at night? How do you see the uh, the winter conference attendee experience as, as uh, different from what happens as, at the annual session? Well, if you've ever been to one of those meetings, what's interesting is when you go to the AAO, and, and as you know, I was involved with the uh, Orlando meeting down there, and you talk about multitasking, man, we would have half a dozen rooms or more. I mean, there were you had so many different tracks going at the same time. Just every during every minute of the day, there were so many classes you could hardly you could not attend all of them, and you, so you had to pick and choose which ones that were most pertinent to your position in the office or you, or where you were at in your practice. A a winter conference is a lot more focused. You're taking a certain uh, a certain topic or a certain theme or a certain area, and you're focusing like a laser on it. And there's only one lecture at a time going on. Everybody's together. And so when Jack Shaw is, is giving the keynote speech, we're all in there listening. When Steve McAvoy is getting us all up to date on the, the latest in hardware and software and backup and security, we're all in there together. So that's the kind of I, – I really like it. The ones that I've attended have been very good because you really get to focus. You're not so worried about jumping up out of your chair and running down the hall and getting a seat in the next room. This is one where you can go and uh, listen, take notes. Also, every single one of the sessions includes a, uh, a half an hour question and answer session because it's a little more intimate. You'll be able to ask questions. You'll be able to talk to other attendees and to the presenters that are there and kind of flesh out the things that are important about each of these topics. Will there also be an exhibit hall at the 2017 Winter Conference? There will be, and it's, uh, you know, there will be all kinds of exhibitors there, but I think the theme will be, uh, and, and what you'll see more of, are the people that, that have these technological-type products to sell, computer people, 3D imaging people, vendors who have 3D printers, and those kinds of things. I would say there will be consultants there who work in these areas. There's going to be a, a, a lot of, of that, and we've built in time. For the exhibit halls, uh, there's a break in the morning, there's lunch, and then there's time for the exhibit hall then, and then there's uh, time in the afternoon. In fact, on Friday, there's a reception in the exhibit hall after we get done with the afternoon session, and we'll be meeting with them. So there's six different opportunities to get into the exhibit hall. The exhibitors are excited to be there because the, the, the ones that are participating are ones that have products that we're going to be discussing, and um, they'll be there to answer questions, and, and hopefully those of us who see something that we want to include in our practice that we don't already have have a perfect opportunity to really talk face-to-face with those that are offering those products. Dr. Jorgensen, the last day of the Winter Conference is Saturday, February 11th. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure we even mentioned that this is February 10th and 11th, and it's in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, at the Marriott Harbor Beach Resort and Spa. Uh, so just want to make sure our listeners understand uh, when and where. But this is a two-day conference. It's uh, the 10th and 11th, uh, Friday and Saturday. And that's a bit of a change uh, departure from previous winter conferences, which had run into Sunday mornings. What's the thinking behind this change? You know, we as we sat down and started looking at the schedule and looking at that time of year, there are so many things going on in, in people's lives. It's, it's a little earlier than spring break, but you've just gotten through the holidays. And it's a time where you're right in the, uh, in the thick of the school year. It's, it's a good production time. And it's hard for people to get away from their practices. And so two reasons we thought about a two-day conference. One was because we want to attract uh, young families, young doctors who, who can, could have no problem taking off two days from their practice, two days from their families, and come and participate. 
when you start getting more three days, four days, some of those things, sometimes it's hard for them to get away. Sometimes it's hard for them to get away from the family. Uh, sometimes just the expense of being in Fort Lauderdale or, or, or someplace like that for three or four days can, um, can be a problem. So we thought if we could have two action-packed days where we go in and we just hit it hard, talk about everything we need to talk about, have the exhibit hall open, get it all done, those who who would say, you know, I can go for two days, but you go any longer than that, it's going to hard, be hard for me to get away from. Uh, you know, we have a lot of, of uh, younger doctors who are working for corporations and stuff, and they don't get to choose their days off a lot of times. So we thought it would be easier for the young doctors if we kept it shorter. We also thought that being in Fort Lauderdale, if we could get our business taken care of in those two days, for those who want to spend longer, they would be able to, to spend uh, an entire day on Sunday and either arrive a day early or stay a day later uh, to enjoy some of the things that are going on in Fort Lauderdale. So that was the thought. We, we are excited that uh, we, we filled those days absolutely full of information. But if you want to come for a couple of days and then get home, you can do that. Or if you want to come and have some fun, there's an extra day for you now. And there's a lot of fun things to do down there as well. Well, there is. You know, Fort Lauderdale is a beautiful coastal city, and, and uh, there's water, there's boating, there's uh, all kinds of stuff there. I have friends that are scuba divers that have talked to me about uh, scuba diving down there. I know that there's golf courses, there's, all, there's, uh, there's an aquarium, there's a zoo, there's all kinds of things to do, and the weather that time of year should be beautiful. Dr. Jorgensen, the registration for the 2017 Winter Conference opened in August. When does that early bird registration rate expire? Those who want to attend will have between now and January 6th of 2017 um, when they can register as early bird and still take advantage of the, uh, of the uh, registration fee. And where is it people can register? Well, if they want to register, the best way to do is to go to uh, www.aaoinfo.org and uh, all the information's on there. If listeners have questions about the 2017 AAO Winter Conference, uh, where do you suggest they go to find answers? The AAO website is a treasure trove of information about all things orthodontic and all things meetings. And so I would go on there. There's uh, all inform- the information. That you can find information about the housing on there. Uh, there's even information on there about... Uh, the hotels and the airports, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I would, if you're considering going, I would use the AEO site as the, as the springboard. Go there first. Members uh, who want information can also call 800-424-2841. That's the toll-free line for members during business hours Monday through Friday. I think this is going to be a great meeting. The reason uh, that it's laid out the way it is is because when the group of four of us sat down and thought, what what kind of a meeting would we like to go to? This is this is exactly what happened. We just had a discussion, and then as, as we kept going, we got more and more excited. As we started talking to speakers, everything just fell into place. If you are interested in technology in your practice, whether you're getting started, whether you're getting ready to sell, or you're someplace in between, this is the meeting for you, and we look forward to seeing you in Fort Lauderdale. And I hope you sell out. I know it's a limited attendance. It's not not something that, uh, well, you can't accommodate larger crowds as we do at annual session. So if you want to register sooner is probably better than later. I would get on the, get on the website now and get registered, and, and uh, we'll see everybody there. Great. Dr. Greg Jorgensen from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Thank you for information for our audience about the 2017 AO Winter Conference entitled Technology, Balancing Profit, Lifestyle, and Patient Care, coming up February 10th and 11th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the Marriott Harbor Beach Resort and Spa. And again, aaoinfo.org for information and to register or other information and questions at 800-424-2841. Dr. Jorgensen, thank you so much for joining us. It's cool to do some things on your own, but when it comes to straightening your teeth, trying to do it yourself can cause serious damage and tooth loss. The American Association of Orthodontists wants everyone to know that moving teeth is a healthcare procedure. It needs the supervision of an expert. Orthodontists are experts in moving teeth and aligning jaws. They have two to three years of specialized education beyond dental school in an accredited orthodontic residency program. They make sure that your own smile is your best smile. For more, visit mylifemysmile.org. 
It's an honor and privilege to welcome Dr. Duane McCamish as a podcast guest. Dr. McCamish is a longtime volunteer leader for the AAO and the Southern Association of Orthodontists, and he is the 2016-2017 president of the AAO. As such, he will be the host of the next AAO annual session. He's joining us by Skype today to fill us in on the plans for the 2017 AAO annual session. Dr. McCamish, welcome to the Business of Orthodontics podcast. Thanks, Pam. Glad to be part of it today. Uh, Tell us first uh, where and when the 2017 annual session will be held. Pam, the 117th annual session of the American Association of Orthodontists will meet in San Diego, California, April the 21st through the 25th, dates that all the listeners should write down and make plans to be at. It will be at the San Diego Convention Center, which is three floors, I might mention, of space, more space than the AAO has ever used or will even need at this meeting. We've not been in San Diego since 1999. In 1999, Don Poulton was president, and we had one of the largest ever attendance that we've ever had at a national meeting. It's so much so that some had to be turned away, unfortunately. But the convention center has expanded, and it will well accommodate thousands and thousands more than what was even there in 1999. That's fabulous. I was there in 99. It's a great location. It's a great convention center. And uh, it was amazing that we filled it up that time. So maybe we will again, Dr. McCamish. You never know. Uh, Tell me, now you've probably been out to San Diego a number of times uh, in preparation for this meeting. What do you like about San Diego? You know, Pam, I I would even say, what is there not to like about San Diego? One of the main attractions is just its natural beauty that it has. But let me tell you a little bit about the city. It's a city of 1.39 million people. It's on the coast of the Pacific Ocean. It's 120 miles south of Los Angeles, and it's on the border with Mexico. It is the eighth largest city in the United States, the second largest in California. Its climate is probably the most ideal. It's mild year round. But again, the attractive part of it is the natural beauty. If you look at the history of San Diego, the first European to discover it was Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo. He was the first European to visit there in 1542 and claimed that area for Spain. And it became known as the birthplace of California. Like in sports myself, the Chargers and the Padres are there. And who knows, the San Diego Padres may even be playing a game, which is only a couple of blocks away from the San Diego Convention Center. The economic drivers of San Diego are military and defense activity, tourism, international trade, medical and biotechnology research. But some of the main sites to visit there are the USS Midway Museum. This is a historic, longest-serving naval aircraft in the history of the United States of America. There's audio tours, there's planes on deck and below deck, there's flight simulators, historical videos. There's all kinds of attractions within the Midway that you will not want to miss, not to mention the four acres of flight deck. That's there. The San Diego Zoo is there, the San Diego Sea World, La Jolla Cove, La Jolla Shopping Center, Sunset Cliffs Natural Park, Balboa Park. I mean, there's just tours of, uh, there's tons of tours that are there from air, helicopter, balloons, sailing in water, cultural themes, shore excursions, etc., walking and biking tours, and much more. But one thing that attendees would want to make sure they do, and that's ahead of time, and that's to line up one of the San Diego Harbor dinner cruises. They are very popular and tickets sell out well in advance. I know my wife's going to really enjoy the Horton Plaza because it's a five-story tall shopping experience, as well as uh, La Jolla shopping area and the Seaport Village. And a lot of these are within walking distance of the convention center. You know, I found whenever I was in Europe, Pam, that I I attended on behalf of the AO, the European Orthodontic Society meeting. 
And while there, I had the opportunity to do what's called hop on, hop off. And in San Diego, they have the hop on, hop off trolley, which is a great way and probably the best way to see all of San Diego. You can buy an all-day pass at a very minimal cost. San Diego has a lot to offer. So let's talk a little bit about the meeting that's going to be in San Diego. Uh, Can you tell us the theme of the 2017 annual session and its significance? The theme of our meeting is navigating orthodontics, the art, the science, and the business. We all know that orthodontics is both an art and a science, but it's also a business. We've catered our programs to provide information for all attendees to navigate through all kinds of water successfully in their careers with programs that are going to help them with the tools to do that. This is your meeting, and you've really been instrumental in the entire process of developing this meeting from the ground up, from speakers to lectures and special events. Uh, These are really learning experiences for attendees. What do you see as the advantage in attending lectures live and in person? Well, Pam, you you get so much more by being there in person. Not only do you get the scientific programs for yourself, and your team, but you get programs that take and will go back with you. And from a standpoint of the experiences that you have there, it will create memories that will be with you and your team for your entire career. So at a meeting, the benefit of networking with other colleagues, visiting with over 350 exhibits that will be there, viewing the newest technology, enjoying the social programs, just the memories that you create for a lifetime by being in San Diego will be with you forever. That you would not get if you were not there in person. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the, the offerings that you're going to have at the 2017 annual session. We have the art, the science, the business. What are some of these highlights uh, relative to the doctor's program? Our scientific program, is going to be the best that's ever ever been offered. We have 206 different scientific lectures that will be given by 214 speakers. Yeah, that's 214 speakers, 206 lectures. Some are joint lectures. Some involve two people. And to give you an idea on what quantity that will be there in 2015 when we were in San Francisco, there were 103 lectures. In 2016, last year, when we were in Orlando, there were 128 lectures. So we won't have twice as many, but we almost have twice as many lectures. And the reason we're having so many is that the format is different. We have challenged our speakers to provide the content that's most important to our members in a shorter amount of time. Our programs will vary from 15 minutes to a couple of case reports to 20 to 30 to 45 minutes in length. This really makes the presenter get rid of what I call all the fluff and go to the straight facts. It it challenges the presenter to take and to take his topic and to put out there what our members want to hear. And I cannot go through all 41 topics, but let me just go from A to Z almost. Okay, please. Accelerated tooth movement, anchorage, biomechanics, which involves class two correction, vertical control, open bites, class three treatment, case reports, clear alignment craniofacial, diagnosis and treatment planning. And then if we go to the end of the alphabet, we have TADS, TMJ, technology and radiology, wellness and nutrition. So we have a vast array with multiple speakers on each topic. That's not one speaker per topic, but that would average out four to five speakers on every topic. How will attendees choose which, uh, which tracks to take? Well, that'll be a challenge. You know, there is video recordings of most of the lectures. So while there, you can not only attend the tracks you choose to, but you can purchase a video recording of that lecture there on site. So it it would be impossible to choose all. But the variety that you have in the lecture rooms are not spaced miles apart. They are next to each other. 
the way the convention facility is is laid out, the scientific lectures will all be on one level. The the team, the staff lectures will be on another level, and I, I hope we get to talk about that this morning as well, because the team lectures we change the name from staff to team because we feel like that it is a team and not just staff a lot of times that wants to attend. Sometimes staff means that only staff are the ones that should attend when any member of an orthodontic team can attend. And I I give the credit to that to my annual session planning committee group. Uh, They've been forward thinking and just great individuals to work with. It it sounds like such a cutting edge program the way you've got it set up this time. It will be. It's, It's really taken after... And being able to, and having the privilege of representing our members at various meetings in Europe and Asia, a lot of the format now is to go to shorter, more concise programs, just like getting a text message or just like any message we get. I sometimes mark it thinking I'm going to go back and read it later if it's a real long email I get because I don't have time to take and to go into the detail to read a message that takes too long. And, you know, I look on the the shorter segments that we're doing with the scientific as if it's a topic that you go in and you're really interested in, then you're going to get all the meat right there. But if it's one that you go in and you say, I'm not really that interested in it, it's not going to last that long. And you don't have to suffer through an hour presentation that you're really not interested in because there's going to be something after it that you will be interested in. Sounds fabulous. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what you just touched on regarding orthodontic team members and their program. What is in the offing for them? With that program, my two chairs on that, Paul McKenna and Sal Manente, have designed 86 ortho team lectures. These are 86 lectures given by 60 different speakers. And there's five different tracks that we have. So there's really something there for everyone. The five tracks have topics underneath them. The first track is administrative. And under it, we have practice management, risk management, technological advances, inventory management, and many more topics that are going to be discussed. Then under clinical, we have photography, patient cooperation, mechanics of a well-run clinic, the assistance row, and aligner treatment, and many, many more topics. Under marketing, we have customer service, branding your orthodontic office, referral marketing, patient services above and beyond, and again, many, many more topics. And then we have a category, a tract we call programs for all staff. And this includes nutrition, well-being, case acceptance, millennial moms. This is really a topic that is going to apply to a lot of staff members, a lot of really our our colleagues that, that are millennial moms and, and also appealing to those that bring in those into the office. Love of orthodontics, special needs, all this is under programs for all the staff. But then we have a fifth track. And this is our megatrends. And this tract is filled with the most recent advances in orthodontics. It's from cutting-edge technology, marketing, social media, and practice modalities to world-class speakers that include many of the names that would be easily recognized. You know, I hesitate to mention specific names because there's no way I'm going to mention everybody. And if I mention one or two and don't mention the others, then I'm going to make somebody mad. And you're going to think I'm favoring one over the other. And I'm really not because we, we truly have the best setup in scientific and, and team programs that the AAO has ever had. We have 22 different mega trends lectures given by 19 different speakers and these are usually one hour to two hours. There's only two two-hour programs, 
but these are usually one hour in length due to the subject nature that they're given. It's it just sounds like a stunning event altogether. Uh, at, well, will there be anything in particular for our international members? We usually have a, a fair a fair number of internationals who join us at annual session, and uh, curious what is in it for uh, internationals in 2017. You know, of course, the international members will benefit from everything that we just mentioned, both the scientific and the staff. But we also have set up an international lounge, and we'll have an AAO staff there to provide information and assistance to make our international members, which, which we have a growing segment of international members, but we want to make their experience as enjoyable and as information-filled as possible. And so sometimes by having individuals at this lounge, we can help guide them in areas that they might not be as familiar with as some of our more national members are. So at the lounge, they'll be able to meet with their friends. They'll be able to meet with orthodontic suppliers, with the AO staff. They'll be able to gather samples of AO materials and just simply relax, take a break, have a cup of coffee or tea or water, and, and just sort of get information to take and make their, their meeting more enjoyable. The International Lounge is a nice addition for all our international members. It is. It's, it's a lot of uh, good one-on-one uh, interaction for sure. Dr. McCamish, you know, the uh, AAO annual session always has some of the best special events around. What do you have planned for 2017? Well, we have, we have great entertainment. Being an individual that enjoys sports, it was natural for me to reach out to Andre Agassi as our excellence in orthodontic speaker. Not only is his tennis greatness well known, But what's not as well known is the charitable foundation for education that Andre has set up, along with his wife, Steffi Graham. And Andre faced a lot of challenges along the way. I don't know how many have read his book, but uh, he has written a book that is worth reading. It gives you an insight into, into what being a professional athlete really requires. But he's our excellence in orthodontic speaker. Martina McBride will provide the entertainment at the opening ceremony. I I just purchased her new album, Reckless. It's very good. It's got music on there. You know, country's not country anymore. Country is a wide range of music that, that a wide range of ages still enjoy and enjoy. Even my grandchildren enjoy it. But Martina McBride has won multiple Grammy Awards and sold over 18 million albums in her career. She's had 20 top 10 singles, six number one hits. She's a four-time country music associate female vocalist of the year, and she's won three Academy of Top Female Vocalist Awards. The celebration, it used to be called the gala, and we changed that name to the celebration. And it will be on the Embarcadero, and it will truly be a celebration because there's going to be lots of food, drinks, and entertainment. We've got a group playing. They're a well-known group to many called the Zippers, and they will provide music and dance opportunity to all that that attend. They've been named uh, the best dance band in the USA by National Music Awards. And they've been known for the audience engagement, their wide repertoire of music, the versatility, and a playlist that simply includes every era and style of music. Sounds like a blast already. It, it will be. And, and the weather, you know, is consistently good at that time of the year. It definitely is. Another favorite activity at the annual session is visiting the exhibit hall. Everything you need for an orthodontic practice is there. I understand we're going to have a a huge number of exhibitors this year. Yes, we will. You know, we had a record number of exhibitors in Orlando, 357 exhibitors. And we were limited only by space. And we've been limited in many locations and had to turn exhibitors away. We will not be limited by space in San Diego. We will have the largest number of exhibitors that has ever been at an annual session. So 
our, regardless of what you're looking for, I can promise you, you can find it there. You have to be at the 117th annual session of the AAM. A nice thing, too, is that there are dedicated exhibit hall hours so that you can go and walk through the exhibit hall and not miss any of the lectures. You know, that's exactly right, Pam. We have we changed the exhibit show hours a little bit. We're opening a little earlier. We're staying open just a little later. So it opens from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and that's on three days. That's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then on Tuesday, it'll be open from 9.30 to 1.30. So our members are really just in for a treat with the very best scientific, the very best team, the very best entertainment, and the very best opportunity to purchase and view things that they might be interested in taking back to their own practices. So now comes the question of how do doctors and staff register to attend the 2017 annual session? Well, it's quick and easy. Go on aaoinfo.org, our member website, and you just look straight ahead when you go on and you click on all the prompts and you can easily register for what's going to be the very best meeting the American Association of Orthodontists has ever had. And I understand there are some discounts for uh, orthodontic staff. There are discounts for our staff club members, as well as for offices that, that bring more than four. So each AAO orthodontic staff club member will receive a $25 registration discount at the 2017 annual session. And all orthodontic staff are eligible for a 20% registration discount when four or more employees of the same doctor register by the early registration deadline, which, of course, is March the 17th. So there's plenty of time. But, you know, you don't want to put off doing, you don't want your list of things to do to grow longer and things to do that might actually save you money by doing now. So I would encourage all our members to go on aaoinfo.org register yourself and your staff. And you know, Pam, I might put in a plug for the Orthodontic Staff Club because it's really a no-brainer. We, I have two partners. We have a fairly large staff and our staff are registered. All our staff registers for the same fee. I don't mean individually. I mean as a staff. So every member on my staff, regardless of the number of staff members, registers the total fee is $25 to register. And I would encourage all our members to register your staff on the AAO Orthodontic Staff Club. This really provides a lot of information, and it's really a great way to take and create a sense of belonging within your staff, not only to your office and your individual practice, but to our profession as a larger organization. Great, Dr. McCamish. And, and, and if I can throw in another benefit of uh, staff club membership is that orthodontic staff have unlimited access to online lectures on aoinfo.org. Uh, so if there are staff who are in need of CE credits, for example, this is a great way to earn them. But it's also just a fabulous resource for, uh, for, for information for administrative and chairside staff. Well, I totally agree, Pam. Dr. McCamish, why would you encourage your colleagues to bring their staff to annual session? And what is it that staff members can learn that could enhance the success of an orthodontic practice? You know, Pam, what a great opportunity it is for our members to bring their whole team to San Diego and to give each team member multiple opportunities to advance their individual skills, depending on their role on the team. There are several repeat speakers and lectures with the, with the team lectures, so they will not miss someone that they might want to hear on a specific topic or a specific lecture due to another conflict. And, you know, it's not just the education that they will get, which by itself is certainly justifiable, but it's the exposure to the exhibits, it's the networking with other offices and the entertainment, but primarily, it is the camaraderie that you build for your office and for your chosen profession, for our chosen profession of orthodontics. You know, I've always taken my staff to one meeting a year. I let them choose between our constituent, 
meeting, the Southern Association, or the AAO annual session. It's, it was hard to imagine they chose Hawaii in 2012, but they did. <laughs> and they're going to choose uh, San Diego, I can promise you, in 2017. But they look forward and they plan each year from one year to the next what's on the agenda and where they're going to get to go. And in our office, we require each member to make an oral report following the meeting. We have a staff meeting every morning. We start our day at 740 and we have a staff meeting. And in that staff meeting, for the weeks following it and days following the annual session or the constituent meeting, one staff member has to make a report on what they learned and what they gained at the meeting. That by itself provides value for the rest of the staff and for the doctors. We benefit from that. But what it does, it draws us together as a team. And it's really, uh, it's really something that I would encourage our members to look at adopting and to take and to bring your staff. Let your staff be part of this. They are, they are our missionaries. They represent us when we're not there. They are our voice. They are our face. And they, they represent us every way whenever we're not present. So it's very important for them to be involved. So I, I, I encourage there's so many benefits for our members to include their staff that it's, it's well worth the, the cost of travel, the cost of registering and the event, because what you get in return is really not measurable. It's one of those intangibles that make each practice successful. Well, Dr. McCamish, I think that pretty well uh, sums up what's going to be happening at our 2017 annual session, April 21st through the 25th in San Diego. I know I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure after hearing all of your descriptions of what uh, we can expect, our listeners are going to be looking forward to attending as well. And that's open to doctors and staff in the U.S., Canada, and abroad. And we look forward to welcoming you all to San Diego in April of 2017. I encourage all our members to act now. Go on, sign up, make sure your registration, stay where you want to. There's hotels all around the convention center that are easily within walking distance. Of course, shuttles will be provided, but you've got the Marriott, the Hyatt, and the Hilton that almost adjoin. Um, two of them do, and the other one is right next to the Marriott, the Hyatt is. And uh, it's just a real convenient location. But again, the natural beauty of San Diego will create a memory forever. And that is Dr. Duane McCamish, AAO President for 2016-2017, filling us in on the 2017 annual session entitled Navigating Orthodontics, the Art, the Science, the Business. Dr. McCamish, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for providing this information for all our members. And that's a wrap for Episode 17 of the AAO's The Business of Orthodontics podcast. Thanks to Kevin Dillard, the AAO's General Counsel, Dr. Greg Jorgensen, the General Chair of the AAO's 2017 Winter Conference, and thanks to Dr. Duane McCamish, AAO's 2016-2017 president for joining us to discuss the AAO's 2017 annual session. Join us for future podcasts as AAO experts explore questions and issues that are important to you in your orthodontic practice. If you have subject areas you'd like addressed on a future podcast, please email them to info at aaortho.org or call 800 424 2841. This is Pam Paladin. Thanks for listening to the Business of Orthodontics podcast, episode 17.